Hello, beloved children of God. I'm Grace Seaman, and you're listening to Catholic in College, a podcast to encourage college students that we're not alone in practicing our faith, even in the midst of a secular college culture. Today, the UNL Newman Center campus minister, Victoria Fassett, is joining me to talk about the saints. So a lot of you guys have requested an episode about the saints, and I heard a while back that Vic wants to start her own podcast about the saints. So we're going to be talking about that, as well as sharing some of our favorite saint stories and how we can practice saintly habits, even as college students. Vic, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Grace. It's so fun to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about all the saints. We were just talking before we started recording, and... I'm glad that you're on here with me to talk about this because like we each have our own devotions to different Mm -hmm. groups of saints so we can cover like a wide variety and Mm -hmm. yeah. Well it's so beautiful because the saints are so varied like our church is really varied and so the fact that there are many different kinds and groups and all of that is so good. Yeah I heard this um I feel bad because I can never remember where I hear these things, but uh, basically sinners, we all struggle with the same thing, mm-hmm. but the saints are so diverse. Like we're all given yeah. different gifts and that's so beautiful that like, yeah, we're the same in that way, but also we have different strengths and different mm-hmm. ways of glorifying God mm-hmm. and he needs yeah. each and every one of us. And we're also like, intentionally created and it's so beautiful because the lord like he doesn't need us but he's chosen us and there's a part of his heart that can only be he can only receive the love that we can give him if we give it to him like if i victoria give him like love him that that's the only way he can receive my love which will fill a part of his heart that yeah can't be filled any other way which is kind of wild like he didn't have to do that but he chose to Hmm. because he wanted to like what (laughs) yeah rose was my older sister rose was reading this book a while back and she like handed me this uh she handed the book to me and was like read this part of it and it was talking about how um in creating each one of us he like gives up part of himself that can only Mm. be fulfilled when we come back to him and Mm. that just struck me like how specifically he loves each one of us and how much like he allows himself to be hurt when we don't come back to him yep yeah i just think i'm really yeah it's just so beautiful that he's given us he's given us so much like i just think about all the things that he doesn't have to do that he chooses to do because he loves us because he chose to love us which he also didn't have to do. And that's like the beauty of the saints. Like it all goes back to relationship with him. Like all of it, always. Like the they're saints because they fell in love with love himself. And that's what we want. Like, ah, <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> so I wanted to kind of start out by talking about like what we get wrong about the saints. Mm-hmm. Not just you and me, but like collectively mm-hmm. as Catholics kind of our mis- misconceptions uh, about the saints and um, also talking about like why you would like to start a podcast talking about the saints. Oh, for sure. Well, okay. I mean, yeah, we kind of talked about this a little bit before we started, but I, 
we the saints are human like we are destined to be saints which means they they once were us like we are sitting here recording a podcast right now and i think blessed carlo kudis is a good example of this because he was so much i mean he just experienced so much of what we've experienced but like the saints from our time will have had social media they will have I don't know, lived in this crazy world, we'll have lived through COVID, we'll have had all of the experiences that we have. And that's so much like our opportunity is like, are we, do we want to be those saints? Because every saint that's ever lived has has lived, like they lived a human life. And they had these like things that they loved and, and kind of going to the podcast idea. I uh, It really came from my discipleship group, um, our chain. When I was a missionary at UNL, we would talk about um, our motto was, uh, we were the 402 crew, like 402 ice cream, because saints eat ice cream too. Because we were like, if we're serious about being saints, um, which Father Mills was the chaplain at the time, and so he ended every homily with be saints. And if we were like, wait a second, if this is actually what we're created for, then someday someone hopefully is going to be looking at our lives and they're going to be like, man, these girls really like to eat 402 <laughs> ice cream. Like, which every saint has that like they have things that are very very human about them um i think that's that's what we often get wrong it's just that we think that they're not human enough um which i think is also really easy to find that when we read their writings um because just depending on what time they're from or what they wrote or how holy they were in their life like obviously holy um it can be really easy for it to just be unrelatable or even Therese is an example of this for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I tried reading story of a soul in high school, I think. And it was just like too like sickly sweet for me. I was like, yeah, (laughs) no thanks. (laughs) She she does. She gushes. She's like, I just love Jesus so much. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm over here, like looking at the Eucharist, fully believing that it's the Lord and being like, some days I'm like, Jesus, you look really good today. Gold's your color. And other days I'm like, I just got to be honest. You look a lot like a piece of bread. I know that it's you, but like today's not your best day, you know? And like Therese is over here like, and then my my garden and my heart is just like bursting. And I'm like, I don't think I have a garden in my heart. Like, and, and so it was really funny because um, I was actually meeting a friend of mine, Serena, who like she kind of has a similar like way of relating to the world. She gets really excited about things. She's like has over the top like mm-hmm. – exclamations and I I picked up story of soul after becoming really good friends with her and I was like oh (laughs) I can read Therese now great Mm -hmm. you know like because it it was now more human these people do exist yes yeah yeah something else we were talking about before we started recording is that um sometimes the saints feel very distant from us Mm -hmm. um like the reason we have actual canonized saints is so that we can ask for their intercession so we can look Mm -hmm. at them as like here is an example of someone who lived a holy life and Mm -hmm. like um imitating christ in the way that like they imitated him and like this Mm -hmm. is a very concrete example um but we think they're so distant from us because we can't relate to them Mm -hmm. like part of friendship is sameness uh, C.S. Lewis talks about this. Aristotle talks about this, having like that same goal mm-hmm. and similar values and that kind of thing. And so mm-hmm. if we think the saints aren't human, 
of course they're going to feel distant from us and we're not mm-hmm. going to want to ask for their intercession. Um, but reading more about their like human stories and not mm-hmm. human in a bad way. I was yeah. recently reminded of this. Like a lot of the time we equate like human nature as like sinful nature, mm-hmm. but actually humanity is good. And we know that because Christ took on human nature mm-hmm. and God is good. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't create bad things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's something I want to, like, that's kind of a goal of this episode is, like, learning more about, like, the good human stories so that mm-hmm. we're able to grow closer to your confirmation saint mm-hmm. or um, any random saint you, like, hear about their feast day and you're like oh i want to get to know them because they're supposed to be like our heavenly friends our heavenly Mm -hmm. brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. well and it's interesting because i think um there are some the the books that come out about saints today are often highlight this better than if you're reading stories that have been written a long time ago just because i think we're craving authenticity our our generation really loves authenticity Um, I think because so much of our life is cultivated for us through social media and stuff like that. And so there are these stories. And one of my favorite saints is, uh, well, she's blessed, but blessed um, Chiara Corbella Patrio. And I just remember, I mean, it was such a striking moment for me because I was reading her book, A Witness to Joy. And um, she just has this radiant smile. And it's so good. It's so moving. She's a mom who lived in Italy, um, who... Yeah, passed away in, I think, 2014, so very recent, and um, just has this wild story of choosing life for her children and um, accompanying two of her children into the arms of the father 30 minutes after they were born and mm. choosing life and choosing to love them and just how it transforms her heart and then um, becoming pregnant with her third um, child and the pregnancy being perfect, but her finding out that she had cancer, and so the choice of do I treat this and most likely lose my child or do I carry my child to term and treat it after and, and unsure of what will happen. And she chose the latter and ended up dying because of it. Mm-hmm. And, but there's these pictures in the middle of the book of all these pictures from her life and she's gorgeous. She's so beautiful. And, but like in a human beautiful, like she's like, yeah, she's one of us. I don't know. And I remember handing this book to a friend of mine uh, on a bus in Costa Rica on a mission trip. And he was flipping through the pages because I kept t- I handed it to him like every three seconds. Every time I'd read something <laughs> that was good, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, you have to read this. And um, and so at one point he just flipped through the pictures and he was like, oh, my gosh, how refreshing. And I was like, what? He was like a saint wearing a bikini. What? Like and it was just like a. Right. She's at the beach with her husband and they're just at the beach mm-hmm. hanging out because she lived in Italy and they went to the beach like like any of us would do. If you flip through any of the photos that we have on our phones, mm-hmm. on our social media, all these things were just it's real. And um, and these people are so real. And, and it's like holiness through ordinary life, holiness through the lives that we're given is possible. And I think um, my other I through all this the other favorite i think spot for me to find the humanity of the saints is through scripture which sounds Mm. kind of funny but scriptures pull punches on like who these people are which sometimes when you read books about saints you're like 
Oh, and they were perfect. <laughs> this is rough for me because mm-hmm. I'm not. Mm-hmm. But it's like you, you read scripture and you're like, wow, they really screwed up. <laughs> okay. And Jesus still chose them or the Lord still chose them or right, all these different things when you go through all of scripture. I mean, David is a favorite of God. and Oh, my goodness. Pretty yes. rough stuff there. Yep. Peter, same thing. Pretty mm-hmm. rough stuff. You know, like there's all these moments that you're like, oh, but they're so real. Mm-hmm. And they were just trying to find the Lord. Mm-hmm. I remember learning about like a couple saints in high school and like some saints that like absolutely hated each other or they like mm-hmm. um, were really rude or something. And I was like, wow, this is so inspiring. Saints are allowed to have character flaws mm-hmm. because I'm very mm-hmm. flawed. So that means I could be a saint. So it's like, um, it's good that we uh, have their stories that are so um, promulgated because we see both like the miracles mm-hmm. that can be performed through them, but also their sin and their, mm-hmm. um, their struggles and how Jesus works in that. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Peter, and Peter is absolutely one of my favorite saints. Uh, very relatable because I think we're alike in the way that we both have like a natural boldness, mm. and we just our life is directed toward I just want to do the right thing, mm. whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes Peter goes like a little bit too far. Mm. Um, so <laughs> my, my my favorite examples are like. Um, <laughs> At the transfiguration, when it's like Moses and Elijah appear, and basically the apostles are the three of them, Peter, James, and John, are supposed to be there to just like Mm -hmm. witness and take in this glory. And Peter's like, I want to do something too. So he's like, "Uh, Master, it is good that we are here. Let me me put up some tents and we can stay here forever. And Jesus is like, oh, that's that's not what we need right now, Peter. (laughs) Peter, just... Pay attention, okay? Yeah. Or um, what does he do? He tries to like rebuke Jesus yep. for talking about um, his death. His death. Yeah. And Jesus is like, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> yeah. Peter, that's not what I need right now. Yeah. And that in the moment of his like, of the Lord's greatest need, yeah. he denies him. Which is just very real. Yes. We can like all relate to that of like the moments we don't do the things that we so desperately desire to do Mm. yeah that is such a good contrast when it's like this you're right like this is what he needed and peter falls short and yet he still chose him Mm -hmm. yeah this this boldness that peter has it has to be like cultivated and it's what makes him such a great leader and such a great pope um and that denial of Christ is redeemed on the seashore when mm-hmm. Jesus asks him, Peter, do you love me? Mm-hmm. And he asks that three times, the same amount of times that Peter denied him. So it's like, even after, so this is after he has said, like, um, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build mm-hmm. my church. And then Peter denies him, and we come to the seashore, and it's like, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Mm-hmm. And he's calling him to the exact same thing that he did before. God doesn't like, he doesn't lower the standard for us. Whoa, yeah. He comes mm-hmm. and he brings us back up to it. Mm-hmm. It 
what strikes me as we're talking about this is the contrast between Judas and Peter, who were both chosen. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, yeah, we we've all been chosen. Like our baptism has like incorporated us into the family of God, and the decision that we have now is what are we going to do with it? And it's like Peter and Judas both deny the Lord. Like they both they both sell him out. Like they both are not there in the time that he needs them. And yet Peter, Peter meets the glance of the Lord and he sees him in his pain and he leaves and he weeps and then he comes back. He's hopeful. I just imagine like what would, what would those days have been when the Lord was appearing again and um, yeah, he ha- they haven't reconciled yet. It's like, huh, like what would, what would have been going on in Peter's mind? But like the Lord hasn't kicked him out yet, you know? Mm. So he must, he must have been like, Okay, well, I'm here, so I'll just keep sticking around. Maybe like on the like edges of the group, a little bit quieter than normal, or something, waiting for the Lord to like for them to be able to have their reconciliation because it requires reconciliation. But like Judas, there's this moment um, during the Last Supper that Jesus says, like the one who you know um, dips the morsel in with my hand, like that he's the one who will deny me and. And Judas says, like, is it I, Lord? Um, Mm. And Jesus just says, like, you have said so. Just like this, almost this, like, hope. I remember Father Mills giving a homily on this during Holy Week. And I'm just being like, just imagine that the Lord looked at Judas just inviting him to not do what he was about to do. Like, just this, like, I still love you. I still chose you. I chose you knowing this moment would be here knowing what you're going to choose next, but like you have said so, but it doesn't, what if it wasn't true? What if this, what if you chose something different in this moment, you know? And Judas just doesn't receive the grace in that moment. And he doesn't receive the moments of grace that are presented to him after either. But that's the difference. Like mm-hmm. both of these are flawed men. I mean, we're, we are not really that much different than, anybody else in our lives who are living radically different lives than we are, who don't care about the Lord, who have no desire to be in relationship with him. Like we're not actually all that different. It's like saying yes to moments of grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's nothing about us specifically that's, that makes us better. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah, we all have the same call. Mm-hmm. It's the question of, do we respond to it? Mm-hmm. Do we come back even when we have, Mm-hmm. run away mm-hmm. yeah i want to talk about some of um some other inspiring or like savage stories i just i really want to share this one i found with mother Teresa. yeah because i love i love mother Teresa's stories because she embodies meekness and it shows us that like meek isn't the same as being weak yes that there is like great strength in that so mm-hmm. um I, f- I have here um so one day mother Teresa went to a local bakery and she's looking for bread to feed some starving children in the orphanage mm. classic mother Teresa just wanting to feed some orphans and uh the baker outraged at people begging for bread from him spat in her face and refused oh my gosh what and mother Teresa calmly takes out her handkerchief and she wipes the spit from her face and she says to him, okay, that was for me. Now how about some bread for the children? 
And he is, the baker is so shamed by her response that he gives her the bread that she wants. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love mama tea. <laughs> that humility of just like, okay, thank you for that. Now give me the bread for the children is yeah. just, oh man. <laughs> mm-hmm. And her magnanimity, like magnanimity is one of my favorite virtues. This like greatness of soul, like that is in reality, humility. I'm like get more and more convinced of that. Like it's just humility lived out. But like that she would go and she'd be like, <laughs> everything belongs to the Lord. And so this bread belongs to him too. So I'm going to ask because these children are his. Yeah. And these stories of like her, them running out of food and her just like praying a flying novena. I mean like, Lord, I know that you're going to fulfill it. Up rolls a truck full of food. You're just like, <laughs> right. <laughs> and this is the same saint who um, for 40 years was in desolation, was yeah not even sure if wasn't receiving consolation from the Mm -hmm. lord but she still depended on him and yeah lived the faith Mm -hmm. like i go through desolation for maybe a couple days and i'm like take it away (laughs) almost like she are you there are you real yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Mm -hmm. no it's so real and and she i do love that constancy about her that it's very um because I've actually been reflecting on this because um, Therese talks about this at the end of her life as well, this desolation de- wow, desolation that she goes through. And it's just fascinating to me because they're, they're just waiting and they're wanting the Lord to show himself to them. And obviously they want to be close to him. Um, and when what they describe is not like a oh i just like felt kind of bad and i didn't really like know what was going on but they're like no i i felt as though heaven wasn't real i felt as though nothing that i believed in was true i felt as though god was not real like and when they say that like i think it's again this like easy for us to, like forget the humanity of the saints because we read stories and we're like okay yeah yeah that's nice it's kind of how we read scripture sometimes we're like jesus rose from the dead oh good day for jesus it's like <laughs> People don't rise from the dead. You don't go to funeral waiting for someone to get up out of their casket. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not how it works. And yet, like, we kind of just gloss over. But it's like, when they say that it felt as though heaven wasn't real. How easy must must that be to lose hope? And that's exactly what we're talking about with Judas. He lost hope. Yeah. Well, and how do you you keep saying, like, yeah, I'm going to keep choosing... (laughs) all the sufferings and sacrifices that I'm making, I'm going to keep choosing everything that I'm choosing right now. And I'm going to continue praying and I'm going to continue hoping. I'm going to continue trusting in something that I'm like, essentially my, there is nothing in me that tells me that it is true other than there. The fact that I'm going to like hope that it is like my heart doesn't feel it. And my mind doesn't, there's like a fog in both and I, there's just darkness it's like that actually is kind of insane Mm -hmm. like to keep hoping in something like that's usually the point that we would say like nope that would be the moment where you'd say like (laughs) maybe i'm wrong (laughs) you know (laughs) not let me double down i think in those cases it makes it even easier to like glorify god like there's Mm -hmm. a reason he allowed that Mm -hmm. and these saints exist to glorify him because it's like it shows that his grace must have still been working in them even if Mm -hmm. they didn't know it it's so wild because how else 
would mm-hmm. they have mm-hmm. kept going? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really good encouragement for times of desolation for us of like, and I don't know, I, I guess I've learned this in my own life of like the greatest consolation always follows desolation. Like the, the greatest moments of light always follow darkness. And in some ways because it's sweeter. It's like, um, and I remember having a friend who, who said this, she was like, yeah, sometimes God doesn't give us the thing that we desire right away because he wants us to allow to continue hoping for it. And it's like kids, it's like Advent, right? For kids where you're like, the presents are getting put under the tree and, and the packages are coming in and the, the presents from their aunts and uncles are getting there and everything, like at least in my house, like my aunt and uncle would always send us this big box with all of the gifts for us. And we would like have this big, it was a big moment when we would open the box from Uncle Bruce and Aunt Susu, you know, and like mm-hmm. we would just like open it in the living or in the entryway and then we'd like each carry our gift and go put it under the tree, tree in the living room and like run back and forth. And it was just like one of those like, just incredible moments during advent that was just so like full of joy and like we would have loved to have opened the gifts right then obviously but there was like why didn't my parents let us do that because it's better if you wait for christmas like Mm -hmm. but you're like building the anticipation we're like staring at the presents under the tree and we're like i wonder what's under that you know and like more and more just keep coming and and i just think about that with the lord of like it's hard to wait. It's and and desolation is like not fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there's like, oh, can I can I sit in the hope of what will be of the glory that I have yet to even imagine being possible? Because heaven is beyond what I can imagine and like the glimpses of heaven that we will receive here are even beyond what I can imagine. Yeah. Okay, something that was coming to mind as we were talking about St. Peter is is actually St. Joseph, um, because as we talked about, like, Peter's humanity and how that, it's not our humanity, being sinful is not actually us being more human. Being more human is actually becoming more like the Lord, because he took on humanity and became perfectly human. And I think St. Joseph is an incredible example of this, because he was not perfect, but he was very close and when we talk about him, we just talk about this man filled with so much virtue. And I just think it's really beautiful of, um, as we pray with the saints and they give us encouragement in our brokenness because Peter was chosen, even though he really struggled. Um, Joseph, Joseph just has this like healing ability, I think. And almost a like, he, he has this way of being able to show us like what what glory actually looks like and what's possible and to give us hope for what's possible. I think about, um, yeah, Father Sassy has given a few different talks or homilies that have led us through meditations, through like being received in the Holy Family or received by St. Joseph. And I think about every time I pray with that, there's just so much gentleness there and goodness. And that even of like, he's showing me like what is possible for humanity. He's showing me as a woman what's possible for men. Like he's, and he's not like setting some kind of impossible standard, but he's giving me a glimpse into areas of like goodness and gentleness and humility that like maybe I haven't seen modeled before in that way. And because he's just like so pure and so good, there's, there's like hope for like, 
what could this look like in my family life? Like what could, what could my home look like someday if, yeah, the man that I marry is like St. Joseph, um, not in perfection, mm. but in like in a desire to be a good father mm-hmm. and a good husband and to reverence me and to provide for our family. And um, he just, he just sets a different like tone for what life can be, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the great thing about St. Joseph and like all of these saints is why are they so great? Like if you boil it down, what did St. Joseph do with his life? He just lived out his vocation as a husband and a father. Because and yes, love. it's significant because he's, it's the Holy Family. Yes. But mm-hmm. any of us can do that. Mm-hmm. We just have to live worthy of the call we have received. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that's St. Paul. But yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, another great saint that we get to oh, talk we about. We could literally talk about him for forever. Whole other episode. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's for your podcast. Yeah, great. <laughs> okay. I want to close out just maybe talking a little bit about like what are the common habits we see among the saints and what are some of those that we can like incorporate Mm -hmm. now as college students love that what do you what do you got Vic? okay the first one's really superficial which is like being more human (laughs) Mm -hmm. like love the things that you love (laughs) and love the people in your life well like not in a like oh let's just all love each other way but like in a saints are human so like i think a lot of times I've really felt the need to like, uh, like almost stifle my humanity in order to become holier. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. Like I actually can just like lean into the things that I love that are good. And obviously like detach from the ones that are holding me back from the Lord and all of these things. But like, yeah, I really hope someday that I become a saint and that like, the people, whoever, whoever is asking me for my recession realizes that I really love 402 ice cream, <laughs> you know, or like that I, yeah, really love chai lattes or, um, I don't know, just these like little things that aren't like all that important, but like, yes, are just human. <laughs> delighting in the goodness of God and everything he's created. Mm-hmm. Um, Pierre Giorgio Frassati inspires me in this area because he used to just take like groups of his friends up into the mountains yes. to pray and also just to like have fun because he loved being outside. Yeah. So for us as college students, having good, wholesome fun. Yes. In addition to like a deep prayer life and all of that. Yeah. Well, I think prayer. I mean, that's like at the end of the day, I love Father Mike Schmitz is so good about this, but he's like, prayer is your relationship with God. And is in the English language is an equal sign. So if you're not praying, you don't have a relationship with God. Like mm. you can't have both or you can't have one without the other. It doesn't work. And so like what what does it look like? How am I talking to the Lord? Am I spending time with him? And I'm just such – and again, this goes back to the humanity thing. I'm such a big proponent of like make it easy on yourself. Like stop trying – like so often and for so long, these kinds of moments, I'd be like, okay, I should start praying. So I'd be like, okay, I'm going to wake up early. And anyone who knows me knows that's a terrible idea because I hate mornings. <laughs> like, okay, I do actually really like mornings when I wake up. But, like, I don't have thoughts in the morning. There's nothing in my mind. Like, I hate getting out of my bed. Like, I've tried to do a heroic minute for Lent multiple times. My no- most successful Lent lasted two days the first day I got up. The second day, I sat up in my bed. And then I laid down on the other side of my bed. <laughs> and I was like, 
This is not going well. And but like, stop trying. Like I was, I finally was like, Victoria, make it like what is possible. Like, can I park my car closer to the Newman Center so that instead of right next to my class, so that I have to walk by the chapel after class, and then I can stop in and say hi to Jesus. Yes, you can do that. It's like little things, you it's know. It's okay to do what works best for you. I always get, this is me just trying to do the right thing. I see, oh, this saint prayed in this way. Um, I have to pray like that. But I don't. I was was made to pray in this way. Yeah, Mm -hmm. as simple as that. Uh, Speaking of prayer, would you like to close out this episode in a prayer? I would. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill our hearts our minds holy spirit i just ask that you would continue to inspire us to work in our hearts to fan the flame of love that has been planted there from our baptism holy spirit that you would just fill our hearts in such a way that what overflows out of our hearts out of our mouths would be from you and i just ask that you give us encouragement holy spirit that we would find saints that we fall in love with, that we relate to, that become parts of our hearts and parts of our lives as much as the friends that we spend time with every day. Holy Spirit, you are a spouse of Mary. Mary is such a perfect example and such a beautiful mother. If Joseph is beautiful, then Mary is just even beyond that. And so we ask for your prayers, Mary, you who know the Holy Spirit and your son and the father so well as we pray hail mary full of grace the lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus holy mary mother of god pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death amen holy spirit amen big thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today i cannot wait till we're both in heaven <laughs> as saints <laughs> Then we can just chat with all the saints instead oh my of doing gosh. podcasts with them. What? Totally. <laughs> You're so great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure to follow Catholic in College on social media and subscribe to the podcast to get notified about new episodes. Finally, remember that you're never alone in your faith. Until next episode, let's all keep striving to be open, be present, and be loved.